Welcome to our podcast, A Moment at Home. This is Kristen. This is Scotty. And we're glad you're with us again for this particular episode. Um, I have really, really good news. And that good news is that my husband is finally able to help me in the kitchen. Yes, it's been fun to be back. Not that you were there a whole, whole lot anyway, because I'm kind of a kitchen Nazi. She kicks me out of the kitchen quite often, not because I don't know what I'm doing. It's just the fact that she has control issues in just this one area of her life. The rest of her areas of life, she doesn't mind to empower, but she does not want to empower anyone in her kitchen. I have a really tough time. I have a, If I know how something needs to be cooked or the way that I would be doing, I remember one time you were making cookies. Do you remember when we were making the Christmas cookies? Oh, help me, Jesus. And he was putting all of the stuff in one bowl, and I'm like, you have to have a dry ingredient and a wet ingredient bowl. And he was like, whatever. <laughs> so they worked. The cookies were okay. But since then, he started using, actually following the directions. Well, I believe the lady knows what she's talking about. So I'm going to go with it. But at the same time, I'm really good at certain things in the kitchen. Uh, recently we made cube steak. My dad makes delicious cube steak and he tried to tell me how to do it the way that he done it. And I understood every word that he said because I've watched him make it many times. I have too. He's my dad. So I wanted to try to make it. We found it. We went to Sam's one day and we, I said, let's try to make some. So as I'm getting out the ingredients to make cube steak, Scotty suddenly decides that he wants to be the one to make it. However, I did not know you was getting out ingredients for it. I was not paying attention. I said, I really want to cook today because I can fry some mean fried chicken. He does make delicious and fried I'm chicken. And I'm like, I can use some of that seasoning secrets on this steak, which would be an absolutely amazing. And I refused. She did. She refused. I kicked him out. But that led me in a whole new direction of goodness. <laughs> and when I say goodness, I'm talking about the church would say amen. Yeah. I, I am. I'm, I could be a food critic. And what ended up happening that day was he ended up making homemade biscuits. And I will tell you this. I, am, I can cook, but I am not a baker. And he is the baker in the house. He does the the cookies and things like that. And I have made some biscuits, but they could hurt you (laughs) physically. Not just because they had a lot of butter and they're going to make, like, clog your arteries. I mean, they could physically hurt you. Like, you could use it as a weapon. You know, some people have rocks around their plants outside or they have mulch. We put her biscuits with our rocks (laughs) outside. And we let the kids throw them at certain things in the neighborhood. Uh, they're like, what are these big rocks doing here? And I said, no, those are Kristen's biscuits. Yeah, my biscuits are not good. However, when she says that I make cookies and things, it's just not prepackaged cookies. It is from scratch cookies. Yeah. It's from scratch pancakes. Whether it's. He even does better on the prepackaged cookies than I do. Yeah, it's all about reading it. You got to have discernment. I don't have that discernment. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't given that gift of discernment. We'll pray that God will pour that anointing into your life. But I do cornbread. I've made decent biscuits before, but these biscuits turned out 
and I've made them a few times now, they turned out to be the best biscuits that I have ever made. They're like your grandma's biscuits. They're very good. And they're the type of biscuits you, you go to your grandma's house, and she don't even know the ingredients to the T. She just knows the ingredients, but not like the measurements, I guess. Yeah, I need a recipe. I have to have a recipe. When you say, oh, I just put a handful of this, a dash of that, I'm like, no, hold on to that dash, put it down. I'm going to try to measure it out. And that's the thing about baking, too, and is the chemical reactions of baking is what makes things good. So, like, in order for things to turn out the way they should, you have to have certain ratios of stuff. Like, you need one part flour, one part sugar, half, half, I don't know, fats, like salt. you got to know those specific ratios and proportions. Think about your leadership skill on this day. Your leadership tried to kick me out of the kitchen, but what it did <laughs> is it forced me from a different avenue, and I was able to lead from a different position to come up with the best biscuits for our family. Baby, you are the gravy to my biscuit. <laughs> I do make good gravy. You make great gravy. I, I, I made him make biscuits it. this morning. Yes, and I want to tempt gravy because your gravy is that good. I think I can make your gravy as many times as I've watched, but why try or put forth the effort when yours is that good? Well, you you definitely outdone me on the biscuits. My One of my new things that I want to do is make pasta. And a good friend of mine just a few weeks ago taught me her her method for making pasta and she had this cool little machine and because of her suggestions to my husband he actually ordered me one to come in on mother's day but we still don't have it like i guess it's not priority in the world of amazon so we still don't have it but that's going to be fun i'm sure everybody's trying to make things homemade of recent months so they're probably on back order or something like that like all the yeast in the world apparently yeah there's a shortage on yeast we shouldn't announce that because then more people's gonna buy it <laughs> well they already have they can't buy anymore yeah nobody has yeast yeah you know i think a lot of times when it comes to the kitchen and cooking that there's an art and feel for it there's just certain things you have a feel for in the kitchen that I can do it, but I don't have the right feel. And you know, he's laughing about discernment. But when it comes to baking or grilling, there's just certain things that I'm really good at or smoking something really good. But then you do this whole pasta thing or making your own sauce to your spaghetti. Uh, just unreal. And I, I tell you, this is funny. One of the my biggest struggles is, is bacon done yet? I always have she to make does. you come and look at the bacon. She so struggled. But I will tell you this. I like bacon just as good baked. And you get more grease for your gravy, we have found out, when you mm -hmm. just bake your bacon. And it still tastes so good. How do you mess up bacon? Well, here's the thing. Oh, I can do it. Here's the thing, though, with I'm that person that if I'm making a box of pasta, I'm setting a timer because that's how I know when it's done. And a lot of people just dump it in there and, yeah, yeah, I guess that's good. You know, I can't do that. But yeah. if I bake bacon, I know that I need to bake it for 18 minutes. Think about this. There's so many people that like their bacon, like, crunchy. Mm -hmm. And then you have those people like me that like their bacon chewy. I want to make sure it's dead. 
I, pork freaks me out. I don't out. mind if it still squeals like a pig. No, I do. I don't want to get like a trichinella worm. Just like I like my steak. If it's still saying moo, but steak, it's good steak. Steak don't have trichinella worms. I don't pay attention to all those parasites and biology things. I just want to eat the food. I'm thinking this could go to my brain. That's what I think if I eat undercooked pork. So true. I think that's why I freak out over whether or not bacon is done. That's why I make you always come and look. So true. So true. One of the conversations we've had lately, and something that really intrigued me on leadership and leading from where you are, the thought that comes to my mind is a lot of people think that true leadership is having a title. Mm-hmm. And it's not about that at all. It's nothing to do with a title. Some people actually believe they have to have a title in order to be important or to lead. Some of the greatest leaders I've been around has been people that had no title but yet they poured into people's lives where they changed moments or situations. They basically were game changers. And a lot of times, if you believe you need to have a title and some people can help this, some can't, some can aid it a little bit, bring some aid to their insecurity mm-hmm. is the reason why they need a title is they have insecurity or maybe they have had a past full of titles now they don't have a title that does not take away your element of leading the thing about leadership is that you have to just like you said you have to learn to lead where you are and no matter who you are what title you have or don't have i feel like everybody is a leader in some capacity and you may only be a leader to two or three people in your sphere of influence but everybody has a sphere of influence somewhere. You said something big there. You're talking about a sphere of influence. And within the sphere of influence, there's what we would call opportunities. And that's where you lead from, is the opportunities given to you. Usually, you're leading people that you don't even know that you're leading. Because mm-hmm. they're watching from a distance or afar. And they see the significance and game-changing ability that maybe you're going to bring to their life. I think some of the greatest leadership qualities that you have as a leader are the ones that you don't realize that you have. Things that you're not striving for or it's just by your nature. Because people will follow more of what they see from you than what they hear from you. Do you think that that is people getting... A glimpse of the true genuine nature of somebody yeah it's not false it's not forced but it's just genuine and that's what really speaks to people is when they see the genuine side of you well i think we live in a world now especially that is so superficial and you don't really know what's real and what's not because everybody has a fake life and and i think it it means a lot to see someone who is real and genuine and you are who you are so so to speak it's like certain movies they'll make them they edit things out and it's like certain people really work hard to edit things out of their life so no Mm -hmm. one sees it but when people really get to see the glimpse whether it's up close from far that you're not looking at you don't have the opportunity to edit that out yeah 
I think sometimes people want to see someone with a fault in their life while they're leading. Yeah. Does that make sense? Completely. They want to see someone that really has had a struggle or weakness, maybe frustration. I listened to different type of leadership podcasts, and one of them was listened to last week was when's the right time to show that you're frustrated whether it's on the job or from a pastoral role when's the right time there is a time it's okay to show frustration because jesus even did mm-hmm. when he turned over tables in the temple you can be angry and not sin there's a right time to show frustration but it needs to be in a moment that lacks sin but at the same time has the nature and genuineness that people's looking for that they say you know they felt that way and they really brought that to the room of frustration but yet i can still follow that person when i was a teenager i attended a church and the pastor preached a message that i still think of often and he was talking about the concept of an earthen vessel and how the Bible says that we are earthen vessels. And if you see a vessel made out of clay that is just back in that time, you know, they have flaws to them. You don't have a perfect earthen vessel. They all look different. And a lot of them have cracks in them. But when you see those cracks, light shines through those cracks. Uh, whatever is inside of them comes out leaks through those cracks and I think when we have our own flaws and it shows that we are you know as as a leader you're an earthen vessel and sometimes I feel like what is in you that is good can be shown even more sometimes during those moments of when you're when you're showing those flaws and who you really are yeah I totally agree with that Many people are looking for someone they can follow that still yet has those cracks, mm-hmm. but yet a strong quality of leadership. Not about a title. Not it's about perfection. Not about perfection. And I don't need a title. I don't have to have that. And I don't think many people realize that. And if I could even, the titles have never meant a lot to me. They never have. Because, honestly, they turned me off. Mm -hmm. But what really grabs me is when someone shows their vulnerability and still lives the life and leads. To me, that's power. I agree. Well, Kristen, I believe it's time for you to close us out in prayer today. All right, let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, the ability that you have given, given us to lead God, we know that everyone may lead differently and everyone may be called to lead in different capacities. And God, those that are listening, I pray that you will open their eyes to the areas in their life where they can lead right where they are, where they can lead where you've planted them and that you will that you will inspire them to to be who they are and to realize that it's okay that we have flaws and during those moments where where we have flaws that you that people can see you in those flaws as well because they realize that that you 
didn't create us to be perfect, but you created us to love you and to be our best for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.